What is going on, y'all? Welcome back to another episode of the Running and Gunning Podcast with your host, Justin Sinan. Stoked to have you listening today. Got an awesome buddy lined up to uh, share some super good success stories with you. Uh, I wish I met this guy sooner in life. We actually grew up near each other, um, at, but we ended up meeting down the line uh, from, from Lone Wolf and hanging out at the uh, Harrisburg Outdoor Show. But we're going to have Garrett Brenner on this evening from Central Maryland. Garrett, how are you doing, brother? What's going on? Good, man. Good. Uh, Garrett Benner. Um, Benner. Yeah, I'm dude. Sorry, it's, it's, <laughs> it's all good, dude. Um, it's funny, you know, like, dude, that's how people start calling me the modern assassin. They'd say, Garrett, and they'd be like, who? You know, the, the, the modern assassin guy. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but, yeah, it's crazy. We fucking grew up really not far apart at all. Yeah. And, um, you know, again, it, it's lone wolf and hunting that brought us together later in life as friends. Absolutely, man. No, you're a killer, dude. The the coolest thing was like one of my good buddies back in Maryland showed me a video of you one time and um, you were like doing your YouTube thing, man, like killing it back then. And uh, I'll never forget. It was a uh, it was before I started self filming and it was a video of you like bitching at the guys from fourth arrow. And I was like, I like that son of a bitch right there. (laughs) (laughs) And you basically like had went up to to the guys at the booth and you were like, Oh, are you? Oh. And you just turned and flipped on the bird and you're like, yeah, like, I I don't know the whole story, but like that, that was, I'll just give a quick (laughs) recap of that. Um, dude, I'm, you know, basically how I got to be friends with Cody and Andre even is because I'm very much an engineer in mind. Right. You know, I got to test the new crossover and, and give input on that. And there's, you know, had a little, uh, you know, there's several things I've given input on. And, and I've done this with several other brands and everything. And it's funny, I got the Lone Wolf arm and I was like, why is there not a tension knob just at this one spot? There's a tension knob at every other joint except for here. So I fucking drilled and tapped a hole and I called him and said hey uh i just want to buy one of the same little bolts so i can put it in here as a tension knob and they're like yeah we can't do that i'm like what like yeah we can't do that and i'm like well what if i lose i i lost it i need another one they're like yeah we we can't do that i'm like if you guys won't sell me one bolt i swear i will cost you at least 100 camera arms just as a fuck you yeah and he was like, yeah, I can't do that. So I made the assassin reach and then I sold at least a hundred of them just as yeah, a fuck I had, you. D- brother, and, uh, I had one that, before, before you and I were even buddies, man. I had, that was my first like nice camera arm I had and I loved it. Dude, I, I, I like the pocket arm because it's all one piece, but yeah. um, I'm telling you there is, in my opinion, there is nothing as versatile as, as the reaches. Um, I agree. It, it can I, mount on I, I anything. Did, I did like it a lot, man. And it was, it was kind of cool. You know, our, uh, our mutual buddy, Travis was here and, uh, he was rocking his while he was hunting with me and I was checking it out. Oh, like, the Cole honky. Hell the yeah. Cole honky nah. was down and, and he was rocking your arm, man. It was, it was cool. He was, uh, he was a blast, dude. man. Yeah. We gotta, we gotta figure out some kind of trip and you gotta come down here and, and hunt Kentucky. That would be a fun trip for all of us, man. Um, Hey man, I'm tagged out up here, so I don't know what what the hell I'm gonna get into, but uh keep the kill train rolling, right? <laughs> Absolutely, dude. Let's let's dive into that, man. Uh honestly, like 
you have had a banger of a year. Uh, you started off with a stud in Maryland, and we're going to get into all these stories. But I mean, what do you, what like before we get into this, dude? I mean, is this like a just a culmination of just experience and like hunting, you know, some of your spots? And it's like, man, it's just kind of finally coming together where you're figuring stuff out or what? Um, it, it, it's it's funny that you ask this already. Um, because it's not about, I don't even know how to phrase this, but uh, I know you are, you know, you pay attention to mindset and you're mindful of that type of thing and everything as well. Um, it's not about the gear. It's, it's not about the equipment. It's not about the deer. It's, it's literally all about you. And, um, I spent a lot of time getting in my own fucking way <laughs> and making things more difficult on myself and living my life as if I'm always late for everything I'm doing and in a rush for everything. And, uh, I just literally changed my mindset on how I approach a lot of things in life. And, uh, tried to just stay the fuck out of my own way instead of causing myself more problems, if that makes sense. And, and oh, it take, does. take, be grateful for things instead of always feeling like I'm behind and, and, you know, be grateful for each accomplishment I make instead of almost not even acknowledging it happened and going straight on to whatever the fuck was next. You know, I, I've always just kind of been a, a, a mildly organized chaos and I still am, but uh, yeah. I just, yeah, my mindset has changed a lot. And honestly, I have put more work into this than anyone will ever know. Yeah, um, and it, it's always know, like I've that, been, Nobody, nobody gets yeah, to see the sure. fruit of your, you know, they just see the fruit of your labor. They don't see what goes into it, you know? Yeah, no no one knows how many deer that I should have had, but I didn't because I wanted to have it on film. Or, mm -hmm. you know, the camera may have fucked something up, like, or, you know, the arm in the way couldn't get the shot. Like, there's so many different things. So, yeah, for everything to just come to kind of fruition this season, it is... It is past knowledge. It is new knowledge. It is hard work. It is years of dedication. And it is approaching things differently with, with a different mindset. And I, I think that's one of the biggest things. Yeah, man. No, I love it, dude. My my whole mission for this season was to try and get out of my own way. And like I felt like I complicated things a lot. And when I was a younger cat, I used to be able to get on Giants like – all the time. And I never thought about it. You know what I mean? And it was like, yeah, it's well, easy to overthink, just, man. Yeah. We, it's, it's easy we to overthink deer. Um, yep. you know, one of the things that really kind of brought it back for me, um, you know, kind of a, a few things, a, a couple years in a row, really, you know, starting to hunt public land again, hard that brought a new fire back into me, you know, um, starting to hunt like pretty much strictly mobile that brought a new fire back into me. Um, getting my girlfriend to, to start shooting and hunting, you know, these things that you, 
you know, I'm trying to put her in front of a deer close and give her opportunity. It's not about, oh, I need to get a big buck on film or need, you know, there's none of that. And like, that's one of my favorite things about sick of deer hunting and down in that fucking marsh is like, it's a three hour drive for me to get there to even hunt. Right. I could get there, make an hour and a half walk. I could see a fucking giant out there, or there could be the gut pile of the giant laying right where I fucking plan on going from someone right. else killing. I don't know. Yeah. But it's all, it's all possibilities. It's mm-hmm. all like, you know, instead of staying pigeonholed and like I'm hunting spots on areas that I could have hunted, like properties that I have, I'm hunting them differently than I ever had. Or, uh, I I don't know. I'm just approaching shit different and and trying to have a fresh mindset. And, uh, you know, uh, obviously things have been working out pretty fucking well. Um, yeah. And and I'll I'll say a lot of it started, um, you know, this summer, uh, before, you know, before I even had trail cameras out or anything, or, you know, I've seen a couple in the bean fields, maybe that's about it. But I got, I was shooting my bow. I got to the point where I literally said, if I get my bow drawn back, you are fucking dead. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I was telling everybody that I, if I get my bow drawn back, it's dead. Like, it's just how it's going. Like, I've been so confident with my equipment. Um, Last year was a tough season. Um, I didn't kill. I killed only one deer last season uh, between Maryland and out of state. Everything. I killed one buck. I did kill one good buck. And it was a, a buck I found in early September and ended up connecting with him, uh, uh, late December after Christmas came in chasing a couple yearlings, you know, that started to cycle in late. Um, so it, it was extremely rough last year and it's basically been almost the opposite this year. I don't want to yeah. say it's been easy because I've hunted hard, but you know, dude, it started with, uh, you know, First, uh, my girlfriend took a doe. So this is how the whole season started, right? My girlfriend took a doe. Uh, it was her first time taking a deer from a tree stand. And it was That's the cool. first time she she killed a deer by herself. Every other one so far has been us together in a blind. Okay. So that was really cool. Um, then I went down and I, I shot a nice sick of hind um, with, with my bow. Uh, you know, use the point seven five to pack out. And it's funny the the guy I was with, he's a hardcore sick of hunter and everything. And he saw me pack that thing out, and he's like, "Dude, I, I, I gotta one. have one of these point uh-huh. fives. Like that, yeah. that is that's the game changer. Because right. he's a saddle hunter, he wants to get as small and light as possible Dude, and everything else. It, really, but exactly after he saw me saddle hunt with it and then pack an animal out all in one trip he's like dude this is this is a no-brainer um so from there you know um i i had a a scrape that i found late last season i'm i'm talking like late january last year i found this community scrape and i was like man 
this is going to be fire early season. Like this community scrape, there's a couple white oaks, there's a creek crossing and a fence crossing. And it's just like, it's got so many features right there, you know, and that's why there's a giant community scrape there. Makes sense. Right. right? Mm -hmm. So threw a camera up on it and I'll be honest, I, I, it's a cell camera and I'll be honest. I thought the fucker wasn't getting signal. Yeah. Because nothing going on, nothing, nothing. And then one mature buck went through and the next day, it was like five other bucks hit that scrape. Now they were all little dinks, but it was literally like after one went through, it, it was just on. started to light up, right? Yeah. And um, so it was, I think, September 15th or something. This buck that my girlfriend and I had seen on another farm in a bean field mm-hmm. and had pictures of on another farm back in velvet we called him short brow because they you know a good wide eight but just teeny tiny brows which is not uh uncommon for the area i'm in it's it it's a lot of deer just don't have much for brows around here it kind of fucking sucks but yeah that like eight point genetics too there you just can't seem to get away from the eight point genetics around there a lot of eight points yeah, yeah for sure um so yeah, this was a good eight and uh I I wanted to go hunting on a Friday evening, but I had a bunch of shit that I just wanted to take care of and kinda clear off my plate so that um um you know, I'm clear minded hunting and not sitting in the tree like, Oh, I should have fucking done this, I should have taken care of that you know. Well, damn if he doesn't come through twice in daylight, you know what I mean? And yeah. um it's just the way it goes. So I went down the next day and uh, set the stand, and I had a couple little deer come through and, um, you know, uh, a fucking herd of cattle. <laughs> oh, God. That's and, not good. Yeah, you, you know what I saw after that, not fuck yeah. off. <laughs> so I actually left the stand, um, which I, I, I don't often leave the my, my lone wolf in a tree. Um, right. Now, I do have, dude, I love putting wild edge steps out as presets. I have them all over the fucking woods. And that's what I use as my presets. And then I always have my double steps and aiders with me on my stand. You know what I mean? Right. So I, when I found that place back in January last year, I decided I'm going to hunt this. And I, I put wild edge steps in a split white oak. Okay. And I was like, I'm going to be right in the white oak, yeah, right between yeah. the creek crossing, nice split there's a fence crossing. Perfect. Well, um, so I sneak in there a, a few days later. I climb back up. I had good wind and everything. And um, what's kind of weird about this property is I, I literally can only access it from one spot. Okay. Right? So I did not have a good wind for access. But I had a great win for hunting right. once I was there. So this is where I do get pretty strict on my scent control for situations like this. Okay. And going in, um, I'm about 
100, 150 yards from my stand, and I see a white tail heading away. I throw the binos up, and I see a rack heading away 40 yards from my my stand, and it's it's heading up the hill. I was like, fuck me, but didn't look like the deer I was after. So my thought okay. was, well, at least the cattle, I think, have moved out and looks like maybe deer are moving back to it. Get in my stand, and it's just, you know, it's a September, mid-September evening. And it's hot, it's muggy, whatever. And I, I spot a buck, uh, throw the binos up, and right away I recognized which deer it was. And I see there's another buck with him, but I never could ID that deer. Uh, okay. Every time I got a glimpse, it was barely just a little, you know, and I watched these deer for about 40 minutes. And then they just disappeared in uh, by this creek. It's thicker than fuck all. And so they disappeared in this shit. And I haven't seen them for about 20 minutes. And I know they're close. But I am running out of light quick. So I text my girlfriend and I was like, hey, do me a favor. Send me a video on YouTube of cows mooing said, I'm going to get down out of the tree, turn a fucking video on a cow's milling and fucking walk out of here and hopefully not fuck them up too bad. Right. Right. That's smart. Right. And I, and, and, you know, I do this with raccoons, put on a raccoon fight and start dropping your shit out of the tree. Uh huh. They hear raccoons in trees. They hear them rolling and tussling around on the ground. The deer will usually just kind of move on. They don't blow the fuck out. So that's a tip maybe for some of y'all. Like if you need to get out of a tree and there's deer around, fucking play a raccoon fight on your phone and start dropping just a couple things out of the tree. And then make, you know, they're used to hearing them in trees and climbing down. Right. And uh, it's a good way to sneak out. That's Um, I like it. Right. So anyway, I'm like literally I've got about 10 minutes of legal light left. And that's why I'm texting my girlfriend. Man, I'm going to have to try to sneak out of here. And I look and here comes a rack right out of the thick shit. Steps right into the creek. Is taking a drink. And, you know, I, I, I had ranged this spot. I knew this spot was 33 yards. Okay. I have <clears throat> another spot in an open trail that I can shoot. And then that scrape is at 31. So I was like, all right, I'm pretty much prepared for a 30-yard shot here. And that buck takes his good old time sitting there in the stream, nibbling on shit, getting a drink. And all I'm thinking is, move the fuck on in case that other one wants to come out, right? Yeah. And finally he does. He hops out, and he's walking directly toward the scrape. I range him in that one gap I have. It's 28. I'm like, okay. So I got a 33, 28, 31 yard shot. Let's go. Let's get this deer out here if it's come. And I see the cage come out of the thicket. And I said, I don't know if that's short brow or not, but I'm shooting it. Like, yeah, for sure. It's a nice cage. He's a shooter. Good frame. (laughs) Comes out. Completely different. He stepped in that stream and he hopped out like it was fucking lava. He just down in and and right out and is now walking head on directly to me in this white oak. I'm in. I'm like, are you fucking shitting me? 
And I'm at full draw right now, and I was like, and this thing's really just going to walk dead on me. Are you kidding? And at almost if I had marked out 20 yards, he stops, turns broadside, and starts very slowly walking toward that deer in the scrape. And, uh, man, when I say I blasted him, I blasted him. <laughs> like, when I let it rip, like, that, that that lone wolf custom gear head ripped through that deer as if he was not even fucking there, right? Yeah, and, blew um, right through him. Oh, yeah, blew right through him. He takes off, and uh, I, I lost visual of him, you know, because, like I said, that bottom by the creek was just so thick, so nasty. I lost visual of it. So... I I text my girlfriend right after I said, hey, send me a video. I said, hey, I just smoked him. <laughs> yeah. And I climb down, I go out, uh, and on my way up the hill, there's just a red carpet blood trail. I was like, all right, sweet. So I drive home and, you know, look at the footage, just give it a little time, you know, get my girlfriend, and uh, we, we go back and uh, take the four-wheeler, you know, so I got to load the four-wheeler in and out the truck, and then take the four-wheeler down, and uh, we picked up the blood trail, and he literally was, you know, just another 30 yards from from where I saw the blood, if that. Um, Real nice eight-point, and that just kind of, this is like, let's go, you know. Oh, shit, I totally forgot, because my season's been so crazy, I shot a doe that morning. (laughs) okay even better man sweet and i went out on a doe mission you know because i'm like well i got this buck i want to go after i gotta wait for the right wind and i want to hunt there in an afternoon but man i want to fucking hunt so i went to a spot where i literally it was a doe mission where they filter out of the corn toward the bedding in the morning i've never seen a buck in this spot more than like a little forky Mm -hmm. so uh you know, a doe came through, smoked, there was game on. So now uh, I shot a doe in the morning. Now I shot a buck that evening. And, and so, like I said, the the, the the train is really starting to fucking get oh, yeah. moving now. And I feel um, like, man, once you start actually killing, like once you get a good one down, it's almost like they just keep coming. It's dude, been that it way is, for me man. in the past. I don't know if it's because, like, the aura we put off or what, like, we're just it's in a your good mindset, mood, bro. It you is. Have, you've you have changed the, the way you are. You're changing the way you are approaching the woods. That's right. Now that you have one down, you're you're changing the way you approach the woods. You've taken stress off yourself. You're getting out of your own fucking way and out of right. your own fucking head, right? Um, yeah. So, ah, shit. What was next? So from there, um. My my good buddy Keith Chirac from out in Ohio that I hunt with every year. Um, finally, I got him to come out, stay in the marsh, and stick a hunt with me. Right? So, Ohio, their season doesn't open up until pretty much around the 1st of October, like the weekend before, September 27th or something like that. Right? Right. So, he doesn't want to leave early to mid-October, now the season's just started for him to come hunt the cigarette. Well, this year, he's like, fuck it, I'm doing it. Right. And I put more time into scouting that marsh this year than I ever have. 
Um, and when I went to hunt for myself a couple times uh, before he came in, I didn't even go to any of these places I scouted or where I've hunted before because I just wanted to get more scouting in. Right. And so it was, uh, I think, October 15th. We got down to the marsh. We, you know, we set up camp. And uh, we're we're ready to get at it the next morning, and um, it it's funny when I scouted it, it was dry. So I thought I'm like, yeah, you, we don't need our hip waders, none of that shit. Like you, you'll be fine with just your muck boots, whatever. And I was wrong. Oh shit! <laughs> I'm wrong. It, it dude, it, we was it because of the tide swamped. or what? Yeah, it rained a lot. Okay. Uh, the tide, um, the combination of basically the tide, the wind direction blowing the tide in even further, and then the amount of rain they got. Okay. So we got fucking wet on our way in, and, you know, I could tell. And it's a long walk in, and it's thick, tough shit. It's, it's not fun. And, you know, I could tell he's getting a little like, man, this is getting kind of fucking ridiculous. Right. You know, especially I, I now imagine. that we're we're swamped, it's actually kind of cold too. Right. You know, it was like in the forties at this point, and I'm like, dude, just stick with me. Come on, like, and we're not much further from where we want to be. Yeah. And is this uh, Keith's first time out there in the climb in the... up in the tree? And we, you know, I, 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 he's got my point seven five. I've got the point five. We're in the same tree. You know, I set the sticks, climbed up, set both stands. We're in. We're ready to hunt. We got probably 30, 40 minutes before sun up. You can hear them walking around in the water around us. They're screaming. They're calling. And I'm like, well, I'm not calling. I've made this mistake before. I called before shooting light thinking, oh, it'll give them time to get here. Well, they got there before shooting light, and they left before shooting light. So oh, man. now I'm like, I'm waiting. Once it gets shooting light, I'll start talking back, right? Two minutes after shooting light, the frag starts separating, and we're hearing water. And it's coming directly straight toward us. So I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? Two minutes Two minutes in the legal shooting light on the first day, and he's going to kill me. Yeah. And um, looking down, waiting. He's getting ready to, like, draw back. Because, I mean, it's literally 15 feet from us now. Right. And it's a, it's a racket. <laughs> oh, so, shit. <laughs> got it, yeah, it got us It got us all crazy ass up, ready to go. And then I was like, oh, you shit me, whatever. So I'm That's like, cool, all right, though. well. Now's my time to, to whistle. Like we we've got we've got light we can see. If we can see it's a raccoon, you know, let let's get this fired up. So a stag starts screaming and I scream back and you know, then another one screams and it's like, okay, at least we've got two in the area that are in potentially workable range, right? So I give it about ten minutes after that and I start throwing out a bunch of muse. And couple minutes later i just kind of look at my buddy and uh i i just saw the stag directly in front of him he's kind of you know taking in the the sunrise over the marsh and i look in front of him and i was like stag straight in front of you coming straight in and we fuck with each other a lot oh big buck big bucker 
right, oh, there's right. Tom. There's the Tom. You know, we do it to each other all the fucking time. So he's like, asshole. He, well, he saw, you said he saw just how serious I was in my face and how I was just directly going for the camera. He's like, oh, he's for fucking real. Yeah. So he starts to move pretty quick. I was like, slow down. Just wait. Because we're not high either. You know? Okay. It's like, just take your time, bro. And after that, that was the last thing we said to each other. We yeah. just. You know, we've hunted together a lot. He's a great hunter, even though he's never hunted Sika. I've been behind the camera a lot. Um, we just went autonomous. And this stag, when I spotted, it was probably about 65, 70 yards out. And it is now 20 feet from us, facing right at us. And I literally think, it's going to step out of this little hole in this trail. And he's going to just, he's just going to chest shoot this thing at like, you know, five yards. Yeah. And, um, for whatever reason, I don't know if it, you know, it didn't spook, uh, but for some reason it, it, you know, just kind of stopped and started walking down a little bit different trail. And it got to about, you know, right about 15, 20 yards, and, and Keith stopped it. I got the camera on it, and he absolutely smoked it. Yeah. Um, and it ran about 60, 70 yards, piled up. You know, we, we, we saw right where it went, and then we thought we heard it fall and just kind of kick and splash in the same spot. And, you know, I had set this goal for myself since, uh, basically since last spring, I had this goal that I want to get a stag in front of Keith to, to just in shooting range. I had this goal. I'm like, I want to get a stag in range for Keith this year. That was my goal. Yeah. And the fact that morning one, Literally five minutes after sunrise, so 35 minutes in the legal shooting life, five minutes after sunrise, I've called a stag to the base of the tree, and he's double-lunged it, and it's already fell over. Uh, Five-point stag is just like, holy shit. Yeah, man. Like I said, it, it's almost like hunting this year has been so easy. Uh, in a way but it's just a culmination of all the effort and time that you've put in the woods man like there's no exact substitute for you know the amount of heartaches you've had and knowledge gained from failures i mean it i feel like that's i try to tell a lot of my younger buddies that man it's like you guys want to know all this shit but there's no substitute for you going out there and making mistakes like you have to like it gotta it pay is what your it dues, is dude yeah you gotta yeah. pay your dues um just being around deer, learning deer, um, it, it's, yeah, put your time in. Pay your dues, yeah. shit will pay off. Absolutely. Um, so from there, you know, now I've still got a stag tag. He, we've both got some tags for some hinds, and we were on deer pretty much uh, almost every hunt. Um, yeah. You know, that evening, we, we, we had some hinds that were just out of range. Uh, the next morning, we heard something slip through, but we never really could see it. Um, you know, and then we got into a spot that he, 
once it was funny. Once we got in there, he's like, "Okay, when you explain Sika Hunt, and this is more what I pictured." I was like, "Well, this is more of the shit that I like to be in." But it was so windy the first couple of days, we hunted a little more interior. Okay. Um, and we have a hind come out. He's getting ready to shoot it, and a stag whistles and it's close, and he is like, "Hit it, dude! Hit it!" And I've I've been testing this. This is the third. Uh, yeah, I think I'm on the third now. On to the fourth version of a prototype of a Sika call uh, by Nor'easter Game Carls. Mm-hmm. And I've never had Sika respond so immediately as they do to this call. Um, this hind's forty yards away, and I am screaming a stag whistle as loud as I can and she doesn't even look up and look over as if it's something abnormal. Yeah. Uh, a buddy of mine that's a guide texts me, dude, is that you screaming or, or is that a stag? <laughs> you know, so the fact I'm even fooling a right. guide was pretty fucking good. Yeah, and absolutely, man. Sure enough, a different stag just immediately comes marching in. Like, I, I, you know, we got one off, you know, probably 150 yards or so with our, you know, let, let's just say at our, our 10 o'clock. And here comes one just straight marching in on our 1 o'clock. And uh, I'll have to send you the footage or I'll, I'll, I'll post it at some point on Instagram. It's awesome, man. He comes walking right through the water. Um, it just wasn't a stag. I wanted to wrap my bow tag around. Yeah. Um, but he comes right through the water, right to us and starts rubbing a tree, not 10 feet from the base of our tree. It it was just fucking awesome. So the fact that I got to show him interacting with him, cause he's a giant turkey hunter. He loves working turkeys, right? So right. this so is deer. You can similar. work like a turkey. Yeah, right. so the fact that I got to show him the full interaction, got him to hear all the different vocalizations they make, and he's got a stag on the ground. Like, dude, it, yeah. like even though we didn't kill anything else the whole rest of the trip, we had a that fucking cool blast. And we hunted our dicks off, too, dude. Like, we did not give up at all. We were hunting hard till the very end, like putting the miles in. And it's funny, a lot of people are like, man, that sucks. You got it done the first day, and then nothing else is like, no. We got it done the first day, and it let us just enjoy the whole rest of the week. It was almost like we got paid up front. Still got to do the work, but we got paid up front, right? Yeah, man. No, you guys enjoyed an (laughs) awesome hunt. I mean, it's cool for me. And and it took the pressure off. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, It was really funny because, like, uh, when I went elk hunting, my God, dude, he – could not stand how many people would come out there and be like, Oh, well, elk hunting's a lot like turkey hunting. And I'm like thinking to myself, I'm like, it is kind of, but it's not, you know, and it's, and now you're right. talking about Sika and it's, I'm like kind of getting this whole, like, now I'm like a well-rounded, I guess, hunter where I've hunted like elk, turkey and Sika. And I feel like I've really missed out on so many cool opportunities having Sika so close to where I lived. I really kicked myself in the ass, dude, that I didn't get into it more. Um, well, hey, I dude, just, you know a guy. 
So. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Come dude. On up. I, I would love to, if you want to trade hunts, bro, I'm, I'm down. Fuck so, yeah, dude. Fuck so yeah. this was October 15th year, er, time frame, Right. And then you shifted right. from there and you went and you went to Ohio with him, I guess. So there was actually another trip in between. Oh shit. Um, so I was work, lucky or, enough, I mean... <laughs> <laughs> dude, I, I pretty much didn't for about three weeks. Hell yeah. Um, Living the yeah, dream. I for, love it. For pretty much three weeks. I was, I did a little bit of shit remote, but very little. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I was all the way down on, you know, uh, sea level and below sea level, <laughs> uh, hunting sick of stag. And then uh, turned around and headed straight to the tallest mountains in Maryland for I was lucky enough to get a bear tag. I got the lottery for a bear tag. Okay. So it was pretty cool. Uh, and what you can do if you do get it win the lottery is you can put a sub permit. So right. someone else can hunt with you and, and essentially punch your tag. But it's only good for one bear. So Yeah. Um, me and my dad actually did it. I drew, I drew a tag one time, like awesome. couldn't tell you that we never even seen a bear. So, <laughs> but we tried one. I, I had drawn one. I don't even remember how many years ago it was now, but me and my buddy sat the same tree, my buddy, Andrew. And the deal was if it's bow range, it's mine. If it's not, it's yours. And, uh, he ended up shooting one about 65 yards out with the muzzle loader, uh, filled my tag. Um, so we kind of had the same deal this time. Um, and right before I went sick of hunting, uh, I had gone out to Ohio to film the opener. Um, my, my buddy Ryan was on an absolute stud and, uh, we, we just, we just couldn't connect with him early season. Um, so on my way out there, I stopped and put cameras up for bear. And um, all the cameras I put up had bears on them. The only problem was the bear tore them all down within the first few days of them being up. So now I have no new intel <laughs> right. uh, because, you know, they tore them down so fast. Um, so at least, you know, we knew that some there there was some bears around. And... Uh, Dude, it was tough hunting for me. I'm not going to lie. I didn't see a deer. I didn't see a bear. I saw some turkeys. Where were you uh, at? Like near the, uh, were you in like the Yakagani or Allegheny or? Yeah, out in, uh, so this was a buddy's private property, but, uh, you know, it's, it's literally just a big chunk of property on the mountain. There's okay. no, um, yeah, it's not like, a. You can barely get in it driving. It's like we we even have to do shit on the road each time getting in and out usually because it's that rough. Um, I gotcha. There's nothing up there. It's just a chunk of fucking chunk of woods on on the mountain. But anyway, um, so he's actually getting a couple good deer on trail camera, and he's like, you know what? I'm going to take my bow and go try to kill one of these bucks. And I was like, well, take your orange with you, and you're bear hunting too, you know? And right. um, he ended up shooting a bear, and this was fucked up. This was kind of crazy. Uh, he's like, dude, I smoked it. He's like, I couldn't have made a better shot. I hit exactly where I was, like, perfect. We gave it, you know, a little over an hour. 
find this arrow, full path through. It's fucking soaked with blood. Uh, we start tracking, and we find it. It kind of looked like a bed, but not really. Um, like it more like it had stopped and maybe sat down to like lick or something, and then continued. If that makes sense, wasn't okay. like a big bed. And uh, the blood was so dry, it was like, okay, this, this happened quite a while ago. So we continue tracking, and we do get to a bed. And then about five to ten feet later, there's another bed. And then I look over, and there's another bed kind of off to our side. And then... He's only like 10 feet further than me. And I said, dude, he's got to be close. Right. And as soon as I said that, he goes, I see him. And I look at my body like I'm looking, I'm looking down the hill, right? Mm -hmm. Like, where's this bear at? And I look over at my body. He's not looking down the hill. He's looking like fucking 10 feet in front. Yes. This bear is right on the other side of this, like, dirt mound and this big tree, and he's digging a hole like he's going to tuck into it, and he sits back from digging the hole, and then I see, holy shit, this bear's only 10, 15 feet from us. It's a decent-sized fucking bear. And it ducks its head back down in the in the, this hole it's starting to dig. And I said, I'm going to fall backwards to that cluster of trees, get ready to take another shot. Because th- this bear is going to know we're there 10 feet from it. It's just a yeah, matter for, of time. For sure. Right? right. So I'm thinking there's nothing between my buddy and that bear right now. Yeah. It's going to see him. So I start walking backwards. <clears throat> And I get about 15 yards away, and I'm toward that cluster of trees, and that bear leans back from the hole again, and it sees me. And when it does, it fucking took off. Dude, it it, it scared. I scared it as bad as, as it, it scared, scared me knowing how close we were to it, and this was a live bear. And it just went bawling straight down the mountain. Yeah. And... We gave it time. We came back a little later. We tracked it all the way down the mountain. Um, had decent, you know, we had blood. We, we track it along the creek bank. It pops up out of the creek and crawls up into an absolutely massive oak tree. Like yeah. inside, not like that climbs up it. Goes in a hole and climbs up inside this fucking tree. Oh my god! Um, yeah, we were like taping our cell phones and a light to a stick so we don't have to get close and shining it up there. You can clearly see where the bear went in and and went up into this tree. And we're now on state land, so it's not like we can cut the tree down or anything. We're like, okay, well, we'll come back in the morning. Hopefully, he gets thirsty, comes down, needs a drink. He's right here by the creek. And, uh, you know, we're going to creep down first light and look and hopefully find him. And um, 
Not sure if that bear came down or not. Uh, don't know if he was still up in that tree, but we did not have a blood trail leaving it. And, you know, reviewing with my buddy, like he said, he's like, dude, I put it exactly where I wanted. I hit exactly where I wanted. I couldn't have made a better shot. Um, we start talking, <clears throat> uh, uh, you know, kind of later reviewing it, like what exactly happened. And, you know, when you think about a deer, if you're, you know, if you're saying, oh, I was six inches up, you're six inches up from the bottom. Right. But if you're six inches up from a bear, you've got three, maybe four inches of fur. Right. So, so. you're only two inches up. You know, you're 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 cutting the brisket and everything in low at that point. You know what I'm saying? And right. pretty sure reviewing, you know, talking to him what happened and everything else. And you know, it was one of those things that we said, Oh man, we should have given it more time. We should have given it more time and you know, uh again, mindset. Um, I try to think I'm always in the right place at the right time. And, um, you know, I kept thinking, oh, we should have let that bear lay. We should have let that bear lay a little longer and maybe it would have been a different story. And, you know, after thinking about it, that bear probably would have dug enough of a depression where he could have backed in backwards and we would have stepped over that hill right in front of that motherfucker. Right. And it could have been a really bad story. Um, so I guess that's just the way it was meant to work out. Um, yeah, unfortunately, I, I never, yeah. The only time I got to see a bear was right in front of my face and then bolting <laughs> down a mountain. I um, know. that's but, a shame you didn't you have know, a gun or something. You could have just capped him right there. Right. Pretty much. You know, and that's one of the things that's fucked up. Only one person is allowed to have a weapon while tracking a wounded bear. Yeah. And I think that's fucking bullshit. I agree with you. Yeah. If I could have had a firearm. Yes, exactly. Had I had something to even protect myself where I was, I would have had a clean shot at that bear and put it down and it wouldn't have had to potentially suffer any more than it may have. Um, Gotcha. But, you know, it is what it is. Uh, And... It was great time spending time out in the mountains. You know, I went to school out in Frostburg in Western Maryland, so That's it pretty... was awesome being back out there. And yeah. uh, now it's right on to Ohio. <laughs> right. So now I got my Ohio tag, and that was long, tough hunting too, man. Um, I I saw a lot of deer. Um, I passed. Uh, a few deer that I probably would have have sent an arrow at here back home. Mm-hmm. Um, but my buddies do a good job at managing their farms and properties, and they've got big deer for that reason. And um, I knew there was big deer, and uh, you know, just it, it was funny that that the very first night, um. His biggest, his number one hit lister was in the food plot that we weren't. <laughs> okay. And were so you guys we hunting together or separate? Yeah, we were hunting together. We usually okay. hunt together all the time, you know, okay. just just for the fun of it. 
Yeah. And uh, Ryan, uh, my, my buddy Ryan, um, he had just got back from Connecticut. So he didn't really hunt at all the whole month of October because he was out in Connecticut with, with Drew at Wild Edge helping them crank out steps. Okay. So I'm now, all right, it's fucking early November. It's the rut. I'm in Ohio. Let's go. And he's like, all right, it's the rut. It's early November. I'm home. Let's fucking go. You know, so we're we're just ready to fucking rock, bro. Yeah. And like I said, the first evening, one of his number one deer was in a food plot we weren't. So we hunted that food plot the next evening and we saw the number two deer push a doe through. And it's like, okay. And then I think it was later that night, I think, uh, we got a trail cam picture of his number one. So this food plot's fucking cooking, right? Right. We stuck to it and it was slow. It was just, it just what, it just wasn't date, happening. What date was it? Just curious. So this is this is just after Halloween. So this is probably literally like the second. Okay. You know what yeah, I've learned, probably, like from around here, I feel like it really heats up like November fourth, fifth, and sixth is like probably three of my favorite days around here in Kentucky. Gotcha. And and what what I do notice uh, hunting Ohio to Maryland is usually shit that starts happening in Ohio starts happening here a few days later. Which yeah, one of the things too is predominant wind is northwest, mm-hmm. so they're usually receiving the front kind of a couple days ahead of time before we do. So having yep. friends out there, uh, they like, keep right. me. Yeah, it kind of sometimes can give me a little bit of edge out here. Mm-hmm. But so, yeah, we're sticking to these these food plots pretty hard and it just wasn't happening. And yeah. um, so we we did end up splitting apart and I went over and I hunted this bottom that I've had really good luck in before. Um, and I hunt different than they do. You know, they've got a lot of presets and things like that. And that's just kind of not my style. Um, and you know, Ryan and Keith, they trust me to run around, but not fuck shit up. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I go in this bottom and it was absolutely on fire. I literally had to stop climbing my tree because deer were so close to me and let them get by and then finish my climb and set up in the morning. Before my even pulling my bell up, I've got bucks chasing does underneath me. It's right. just, it's yeah, fucking dynamite. Fire. Yeah. Dude, they they're making scrapes, they're chasing does, they're grunting, they they're they're running it it's just all out crazy doe goes one way with the four point she comes back she's got a four point and an eight point you know and it was it was just intense and um hunted there in the evening you know the evening was slow went back in the next morning the next morning was fire again but for you know uh hunting that food plot that last day, two days and now two days hunting this bottom, 
And I, I, I'm in a, I'm seeing some of the best rod activity I've ever been part of, right? Right. However, I have not seen a mature deer. Right. And I, I'm not talking about mature bucks. I'm talking about a mature deer. I have not seen a, a buck or a doe over three years old. Okay. So I'm seeing all immature deer, and what this tells me is mom and dad are partying upstairs and the kids are kicked out and, you know, go play in the fucking basement. Mm-hmm. This is adult time. Right. You know what I'm saying? No, I I agree with you, man. So that's where, you know, Ryan and I were kind of on the same page of, okay, we don't want to push these batting areas too hard, you know, but they're not, we're not getting them on the plot and the fringes of the plot now. We right. we need to you get need to more go aggressive. A little deeper. Yeah. Yeah. We need to get more aggressive. And I had been saying all week I wanted to wait till the wind was right and I wanted to hunt a spot where my girlfriend fucked the year before died. Okay. Where we found him dead, I was like, This I've is always it. wanted to hunt this spot and I haven't. Uh-huh. Well, this was the time. This was okay. the time. And um you know, I was going in, and I find a nice big scrape, and I find some good rubs, and I find where, like, these three trails come together, and the leaves are all fucking torn up, and I'm like, this is the sign I'm looking for, but I was like, I feel like I still gotta go up. Like, I, you know, I, I watched a spike hit three scrapes and make three more of its own scrapes in that bottom. So had I just come down, I'd be like, holy fuck, this place is torn the fuck apart. It was, but it was just immature deer. So what am I seeing now? Man, this shit is ripped up, but I had the feeling it's still maybe, you know, the younger deer and I kept pressing up further and kept pressing up further. And I got to the point where I bumped the doe and then I was kind of like, fuck, did I go too far? I had really good sign down there. Dude. Maybe I should have stayed down there. I don't nah. want to fuck up, you know, my other buddies over there. Hopefully I'm not fucking him up. Shit. Yeah. First tree I try to climb ends up just, I got up one stick and realized it just wasn't going to work the way I wanted it to. Climb down, down, move over to another tree. I start climbing it, realize the fucker's dead. Climb down. Now I'm moving to another tree. Now I'm I'm pissed off. I'm sweating. I'm just kind of like I should have just fucking stayed in the bottom. Uh, I'm fucking myself up here. And I get my stand. I set it. And as soon as I stepped on that stand, I was like, this feels stupid. Yeah. Yeah, you're like, this is it. Uh-huh. My mood, my now, mood completely let me cut you short. Shifted. All right, so is this the area where you bumped the doe? Uh, somewhat toward it. All right, yeah, so, I'm probably about 80 yards away from where I bumped the doe. I was going to say, I kind of like, especially during the rut, when I find a spot where I find like that lone mature doe, I'm like fucking bingo, man. Like this is where I need to be. And I'll dive right. right there. And it's it's usually, you usually dump a buck right there. That, what I'm talking about right there is, the, like, you saw the the buck that I let go. That's what happened right there. 
she was bedded oh, right on okay. the fringe of a cedar thicket and i'm like all right i found that bam that was that was a hell of a buck dude bro but yeah so yeah. i was on the reason i wanted to go to this spot was it was such a good transition like so the way I set up, you know, this is a real steep hill. So I got in the tree and I'm basically hunting it saddle style with a tree in between me and uphill. Right. So I mm -hmm. can shoot out the left. I can shoot out the right. Shooting out my left. Wide open. Uh, it's not completely wide. Open. It's pretty open woods and a couple oaks, but it's pretty open. Right. Mm -hmm. Now to my right. It's a bunch of trees that have been pulled down by big vines. There's a ton of little beech trees. It's dense. It's going to be a hard to get a shot in. So I, I really figured deer would be working from the bedding area that I was afraid to get any closer to and be working that hard transition down toward the food plots and down toward the creek in the evening. And, bro... If I didn't have this footage, I would not tell you this story the way I'm telling it because you'd say bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> and now, now everyone else, too. Well, <laughs> people that fucking know me would probably be like, yeah, if you said that's what happened, that's what fucking happened. But right. people, you, you'd probably be like, this, that's not what happened. And <laughs> I got footage, bro. So anyway i'm set up in this tree i text my buddy i'm like dude shit is right like i just feel like i i was so pissed off but now i am just like on pins and needles because i feel like i am in the spot yeah he's like i'm in a kick-ass spot too let's fucking go right squirrels making noise all around which is a good thing because then i know there's some food still around right and I'm hearing squirrels, and all of a sudden I'm like, man, that sounds a little louder. And I lean out the left, and I look up the tree, and I, I just saw a, a, a decent frame that had mass, right? Mm -hmm. So I don't know what deer this is. I don't know that I'm even going to shoot this deer yet. What I do know is I better have my fucking shit together. In case it goes down, because it, you know, it could go down right now. Right. So I start, I start the GoPro, I start my camera, I grab my bow, and I'm ready to shoot out the left, you know, strong saddle side. And it looks like he's coming down, and he's just going to cross 15 yards, and I'm just going to have fucking, again, easy hunt. Right. Right. And he's coming right down that right down that fucking trail he's gonna give me a 15 yard broadside shot i'm only like 12 feet up in the tree you know i didn't get high at all and there's another buck behind him that snort wheezes and he deviates from the trail that he's on he cuts a hard left, and now he's going to be coming out the right side of the tree. So now I have to get on the other side of the tree. Both of these bucks are about eye level with me or just above me. 
and I'm trying to do it real, real slow and everything. My fucking broad head hangs up on the tree, pops off the arrow rest. Oh, God. So now I'm turning the camera to the other side of the tree. I'm putting my arrow back on the arrow rest, popping my arrow rest up, and drawing basically all in one motion. I see the first buck is heavy horn. He's old and he's fucked up. He's got a patch like the size of a football missing on his back and it is black, like rotted. And he's yeah. limping. I'm like, 100% this deer's getting it. Right. It's an old deer. He's got mass. He's fucked up. He's getting it. Right. Well, this other buck is pushing him, right? And he steps out literally about 10 or 12 feet from me quartering to me and I ever so quietly just that he didn't fucking like that. <laughs> oh that shit. That son of a bitch jumped out his fucking skin, ran about <laughs> ten yards, and this is where shit gets crazy, bro. This is where I'm glad I have footage or I just say, Yeah, I <laughs> shot it. He's running from me, and you remember how I told you it was pretty thick next to me, and there was a bunch of vines that pulled trees down and shit? Right. This fucking buck gets his antler into a vine, and it stops him. <laughs> no freaking way. And he turns ever so slightly quartered, to, quartered away. Yeah. And I fucking sent it the moment he stopped. Yeah. I hit him in the pocket, right behind the fucking shoulder, right tight in the crease. He fucking does a mule kick jump. And he swings by his antler from the fucking vine. Oh, my God. Like are fucking you Tarzan. <laughs> Dude, I wouldn't tell this story if I didn't have the footage because it sounds ridiculous. <laughs> so he gets his, his fucking antler. On a vine, and that he stops and turns just a little bit. I fucking send it. He jumps, swings from the vine, and ends up landing, like, on his butt and his back. Rolls down this little ditch, gets up, takes off fucking running. I see my entire arrow sticking out the left side of his chest. Everything but the fletchings is sticking out the side. Yeah. He runs over and he just looks around for a second and just like lays down. I'm like, he's done. Yeah. No, the other buck runs up and fucking gores him Starts... in the ass and he oh, takes God. off running down the hill. So like, are you bitch. fucking kidding me? Are you kidding me? <laughs> so I, I'm just like, and this is the uh, three, three forty eight, right? Right. So it's still early. Right. You got plenty of light, right? It, it's 348. I was like, you got to be fucking kidding me. So I text my buddy. I let him know. I said, dude, I think you had one a while ago, like back in middle October that had an injury on its back. I said, I'm pretty sure I just shot it. I said, I, I don't know what deer it is. It's old. It's heavy. It's fucked up. He, it was his day to die. Right. Right. He's like, what do you want me to do? You want me to get down? I was like, I want you to fucking kill one, bro. Like, that's yeah, what we're right. here for. Yeah. He's like, good shit. All right. So I wait till just before 
like sunset. So there's still light, but it's it's winding down. And I get down, I find blood right away. I track him right to that first bed, um, you know. And then I had a good blood trail leaving the bed. I was like, okay, that's all I needed. I just wanted to see that bed and make sure he had a good blood trail when he left it. Cool. I pull out my phone to mark one X, and as I'm marking it on X, bro, I just smoked one. Yeah. I was like, oh, shit. He got one, too. Let's fucking go. Let's fucking go. Nice. So, yeah, we meet up. You know, I'm like, I'm not even looking for this deer. Here's that bed it got up from. I got good blood. I'm, I'm leaving the fucker. I'm going to meet him. Tarzan. Go meet up with him. You know, we, we, we had back into uh town to meet our body and shit and you know he's like oh well he starts getting questionable first he was like oh i crushed it i yeah. you know i i i crushed it then he starts well i'm not really sure maybe i hit shoulder well i had a little bit of some stuff in the way i don't know i don't know so i'm the point i was like you know what a buddy of ours just got a fucking drone right let me call him got to deer well turned out he couldn't come out but i got a number to a guy grace outdoors uh that's his instagram grace outdoors yeah call him he says you know i'll 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 come i got some other you know i got another one i'm looking for whatever it's like okay so we went in and we actually found ryan's deer he fucking smoked it. it it was cool he grunted this deer in it came right up, and he he put a double lung on it, blasted it, smoked it. So we get his deer out, and mine, we get to a second bed. And after that second bed, we had very little blood. And I said, you know, I've, I've been through this before. I don't want to go blowing your whole property up. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm going to call the guy back. So I did. Yeah. Called the guy with the drone. He came out and I said, all right, I know where this deer is. I just want to know if it's alive or dead. It's not going far. He was fucked up already, right? Right. Now Absolutely. he's really fucked up. Like, yeah. he's not going far. No. So, and he launches the drone and no bullshit that thing's in there about 30 seconds. He's like, what's that? And I was like, that's probably him. He's like, no way. I said, yeah, right. I told you. That's why we're launching right here. I think he's right there. Right. He flies it over. Sure as shit. There's my buck laying there. He puts the light on, like, you know, zooms in, like, think it's dead. And I was like, nah, his chin's flat on the ground. Yeah. So they don't usually have their chin laid flat, you right. know, when when they're dead. And then he picks his head up and looks around. We're like, yeah, he's, he's still alive, but he was in bad shape. You right. know, he, okay, we know where he is. He's not dead yet. I know where I can just come get him in the morning. Right. And um, fast forward to the morning. Again, that, that dude at Grace Outdoors, really, really cool dude. Um, he, he was on it. You know, great setup, everything. And I didn't want to go blow this property apart knowing my buddy has some really big deer in there still. I don't want to just go blowing it up. Right. I was like, yeah, it's worth it for me. Yeah, it's worth it for yeah. me to pay the $400 for peace of mind to know where the deer I just shot is, whether he's alive or dead, whether I can just I, uh, walk in and get him without disturbing your property. Mm-hmm. 
Now, we would have found that deer right where he was. But we walk in in the morning, and he, he was still alive, believe it or not. He stood oh, up. Man. I put another one in him, and he went about 10 yards collapsed, and that was that. But, okay. So that was the Ohio tag, Phil. That's why my buddies called him the hangman and Tarzan and all kinds of shit. Because, like I said, if if I didn't have the footage, it'd be one of those stories that just sounded a little ridiculous. But that's, yeah. that's absolutely how it went Dude, down, you know? That's freaking nuts, um, man. I have never yeah, heard a so. story like that. I- I appreciate you sharing that one. That's that's awesome, dude. It's cool. It's cool. Yeah. I, I like. I, I gotta said, see I, that too. You gotta send me that. Well, I think it, it'll probably be an episode of addictions. Yeah, um, I, I would hope so. Yeah, yeah. So sweet. So yeah, now I'm I'm tagged in Ohio. My my buddy killed a buck. We doubled up. He's tagged. You know, I'm like, all right, it's it's time for me to get home. I've been on the road for about three weeks. I, I have to work on Tuesday and it's now Sunday. I'm like, yeah. I got to get home. Yeah. So I did roll back home, um, you know, and I think it was, it was the eighth. So I think it was the next night I got home. Um, I told my girlfriend, all right, as soon as I come back, taking you hunting, like it's your turn now. Right. <laughs> right. So we go to a property where I have a ladder stand set up for, and it's actually where she, she took one earlier this year. So she's familiar with it. She's ready to go. Um, we go out to this property. She's on her way to the stand. It's taken me a while because my gear's kind of all over, and I've been living out of my truck for three weeks. So my gear's right. kind of all over. I'm piecing it together. And I decided, I was like, you know what? Um, I'm taking the crossover. Yeah. And I've got, you know, everything packed up for the point five ready to go. But I'm like, you know, I'm taking my climbing, uh, you know, my, my safety rope and my pool rope and everything off of my point five, And I'm preparing the crossover. Um, cause I had hunted with the crossover that morning. Um, and dude, I had always used the alpha sit and climb. Like I lived in that thing. I was kind of nervous about taking the, the crossover in, in the morning and, uh, maybe I should do an afternoon hunt with it first. You know, I checked it all over out of the box, made sure everything's tight, ready to go, you know, like no safety issue. And I was like, fuck it. I'm taking the morning. Dude, it was like, I hadn't missed yeah. a beat since I used my climber last. Like nice. Nice. That thing is so fucking slick, dude. It, it, it just bites in the tree so deep. It is so light. It's just, dude, yeah. that thing's sick as fuck. The bee's so, knees. Yeah. So I'm like, I, I, I was the first one to kill a buck out of the production model point five, And I was like, if I could be the first to kill a buck out of the production crossover. Yeah, it's a pretty good feather to put in your hat. Right? <laughs> let's fucking get it. Simon. Yeah. So... That's what I, that was like my goal, you know? Uh And so I was going into, uh, it was really warm, real warm. Yeah. I was going toward this bottom that had a creek in it. And I was walking through an open, uh, a bean field, standing bean field. And I was cutting the outside corner of a chunk of woods, right? So I'm walking 
through open field, but cutting right past the corner of wood to continue through the open bean field. And I turn my camera on and I start recording and I'm saying, I got the crossover on my back. I just got home from Ohio. You know, all this good shit. It's warm. Holy fuck. There's a buck. And I just drop down to my knees. Like mid interview. Are you shitting yeah, me? Dude, really? I'm, I'm recording. Uh, That's I drop down to my knees. I set, the camera down and I'm about laying almost laying down but still on my knees getting as low as I can all I saw was tines coming out of the thicket and I was like well it kind of just looked like a little six point or something right so I knock an arrow and I hear it now in the beans because I can hear the beans rattling yeah and I'm thinking to myself, do I really want to kill one from the ground? I really want to kill one from in the crossover. You know, this is my goal. I want to kill one from the crossover now. Do I really want my season to be over right now? Like tag, like, so all these things are going through my head. And then I hear and kind of see his antlers. I'm like, well, he's right there. Get ready. If it's one I don't want to shoot, okay. But if it is go so i draw back i come to anchor sit up on my knees all in one motion and i was just like what is that and i i raised my pin somewhere up into its neck i have no idea how far it was i just pretty much went instinctual raised my pin somewhere up into his neck and i sent it it hits him Full, you know, the arrow disappears in him. He takes off running. I see my arrow hanging out all the way back by his back hip. I, I flip the, you know, flip my camera around just in time to watch him run out and fall over dead in the fucking bean field 70 yards away. No kidding. I text my girlfriend. I just shot a buck and saw him fall over dead, and she's not even climbed up all the way in her tree stand yet no shit yeah he's like are you kidding me i'm like no so i give it a little time even though i saw it drop i gave it a little time and right as i start to head toward it here comes adele with another buck right behind her and they run in between me and my dead deer as if i'm not even standing in the beam field I'm pretty sure he was in that corner, in that thicket, with that doe, and heard me in the beans behind him, and he stepped out to see whether it's something he wants to fight or fuck, and ended up getting an arrow in the chest. And as soon as he (laughs) was arrowed and ran away, there's the other buck on his doe that quickly. Yeah. You know there what I mean? I, I'm, I, I'm pretty sure that's what went down. But That's wild, So man. I start walking up to the deer, and I'm just like, what is that? Yeah. What the fuck is that? And I see the palmation and everything, and I'm looking at it, and just this mammoth body of a buck, and, and just 
the Paul Mason bigger than my palms. I'm like, what is this thing? And then I realized, I was like, holy shit, this is trolley. <laughs> yeah, it was a buck you knew. So I had one trail cam picture of a deer on August 31st, full velvet, giant, massive body buck. And it just looked like, and it was kind of a blurry trail cam picture. And he's got full velvet. It just looked like he had these giant, massive, like, clubs out of his head. Yeah. And, and my, my girlfriend was like, he looks like a troll with a club. Like, so she called him trolley. Okay. Well, after I kill this deer and I'm looking at it, I realize. I'm pretty sure I have that buck on film in 2017 as a three-year-old and 2018 as a four-year-old. No kidding. So I hunted a spot. Uh, he, came, I, I, he came out of a thicket. And the reason I tell is he has these massive flyer G2s with a hook on it. Yeah. And... He came out of this thicket and he was feeding for probably about 30 minutes, 60, 70 yards from me. You know, I have no shot, but for 30 minutes, he was out feeding in front of me and the wind shifted. When that deer caught, and this is early September, when that deer caught wind to me and blew out of there, I never saw that deer for the entire rest of 2017. Yeah. That's wild, man. Fast forward to 2018, I'm like, okay, I'm getting right where he popped out of that thicket and went to feed last time. So this is a, a year later. I slide in, and that deer comes busting out of the thicket. Like, I've been hunting for about an hour, hour and a half. Sun starts going down. Thermal starts to switch. I got a creek below me. I hear something, I look over, and he busts out of the thicket about 70, 80 yards away. He's standing there looking around, looking around, looking around. He couldn't see me, but he for sure smelled me. Took the fuck off, and I have not seen that deer since 2018. Damn, that's freaking wild, Until man. Until August 31st, I got a picture back where I saw him. Back in 2017 and 2018. Yeah. I had no correlation that it might be the same deer. And then I ended up killing him uh, maybe about a mile or just under a mile away. Um, That's crazy. Man. Yeah. On a I completely different property, everything. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool as shit. Fucking wild. That's awesome. Fucking wild, I mean, dude. you got to send his teeth in. I, I hope, hopefully. I don't know. That would be one to be really interesting to see how old he is. So, oh I mean, yeah, I, I even told my taxidermist, I'm like, save the teeth. I'm I'm, I'm sending yeah. this in to be lab aged, not just guess. Right. But right. yeah, I'm, I'm sending it in to be lab aged for yeah. sure. I had a buck that I chased for like three seasons, and I killed him. He ended up being like seven and a half. I thought honestly, he awesome. was old. I thought he was older than that. Um, because the entire time I chased him, dude, he was an absolute horse of a buck. Like. I mean, I, the first year I tried to kill him, he was just a mega giant body, like as big as they get. And he never really shifted or he never really changed. When I killed him, he kind of went downhill, but I called him Biggie Smalls. He had like 
one nice. real nice, real nice, thick, heavy uh, four point side, and then like this goofy ass, weird, shifty side. And it was because he had a leg injury and his skull plate. Mm. I got a euro of him, but uh, his whole skull plate's like shifted, dude. But anyway, he he grew up. I wonder if he got wreck. hit by a car or something. I figured he did. It was a suburban buck, so I'm pretty certain he got right. hit by. Yeah, but but dude, man, like what? Number one, I'm just gonna say this. I didn't know you were this good of a storyteller. These this has been. I mean, and I'm not saying it like you're storytelling, but like the the detail has been amazing, man. It's been Dude, awesome it, hearing it's, these it's stories. What I love, man. It's yeah. where my passion is. You know, oh, you can so, tell for sure. Yeah, no doubt. And, yeah, and it it so um now at this point I'm like, I've killed. I filled both my Maryland archery tags. I killed an absolute stud in Ohio. Um, and, and now I've killed a, a stud that I I really didn't even... I mean, I had him on the radar because I did get a picture of him, but that was a, a yeah, mile I mean, away. I, I would have wrote him off at that point. I mean, you know, it, it's there like, was hey. not a buck I was in there looking for. It is not yeah. where I was expecting to see it. So now I'm just like, man, how does this shit get any fucking crazier? You know, like this season yeah. is just the, the kill train is rolling. Yeah, absolutely. So, dude. And then, you know, it goes, uh, it goes on to like, your girlfriend, right? And then she killed exactly. You got her, exactly. you got her a good buck. Um, so like it's November 9th now, and I'm tagged out. I want to hunt the rut, but yeah, I want to hunt. Let's go. So get her I take one. my girlfriend out, and um, we see uh, this is the first time she's got to hear grunting and see some chasing. Uh, an eight point, which actually I think he got killed tonight. Um, another guy from that property sent me a picture. I'm pretty sure it's that eight point and killed him tonight. But um, so we watched this eight point chasing does, and it's eight. I was hoping she would kill, and we just, you know, it it's chaos. It's the rut. He's chasing does. Yeah. Um, we get back in there the next chance we get, you know, that evening, and we see him cruising about. 70 yards out and I I grunt at him and he just didn't hear it you know and I I I didn't want to grunt louder I figured this deer should be fucking hearing me you know yeah. but I, I was almost afraid to grunt louder so I let him go and uh I've done this I've used this technique before I've let them get a distance away and then done a short rattle and then turn around and come back. Let them get out of sight. Let them get out of exact pinpoint location. Right. And then short throw, throw a and little the, bit. And sometimes I'll hook back in. Okay. Well, it didn't happen that evening. It just yeah. was what it was. So we slipped out and we said, okay, well, it, it, you know, they're still cruising in there. He was just chasing in there. Um, we're getting back in in the morning. Yeah. So we're in in the morning, and uh, first year, my my girlfriend spots it was a uh, uh, just a forky cruising through. We're like, well, that's the mood we want to see him in. Just you know, sniffing, trotting, like he's he's looking, you know. 
And then uh, a little while later, at about right around 8 o'clock or so, she sees another deer. And she's like, there, there's one straight, straight back there. She says, it's right near where that, that buck was walking the other night. I throw the binos up. And I'm like, well, that's, that's not him. But if he comes close, let, let, let's go. You know, right. like this is one you, you can shoot for sure. If you want to yeah. shoot it, you absolutely can. So it's walking that same trail. And I grunt. And he just. He stopped and he looked and then he continued and I grunted again and he kind of like paused for just a moment and continued and then I and grunted again and he started kind of changing his direction a little bit and that's when I turned on the camera. I said he heard that bleat. He, He might come in. And that's when I, you know, put down the calls and picked up the camera. And um, all of a sudden, he just stops and turns 90. And that's when I knew he had committed, right? Like, this deer has committed now. And he comes out in front of us about 15, 16 yards. I stopped him. And um, she, she made an awesome shot back of the lungs right through the liver. And um, we did let that deer lay because uh, I knew she hit it like liver and lung. Mm-hmm. And um, we aren't the only ones that are allowed to hunt that property. And I didn't want to screw up anyone else's hunt. So we gotcha. did let it lay and then go recover it. But yeah. Um, That's awesome. And dude. I was like, okay, now what? Yeah. And it continues because. <laughs> I mean, the the kill train can't stop yet, you know. No, so, it's, it's not even over yet. We're not even through November. Right. I mean, come on. Still got time. The, the rut's still going. But right. So I've had a recurve for a long time. I, I, I started shooting, you know, traditional style. Um, I bow fish like a motherfucker, which is all instinctive shooting. And um, I've been looking for a, a nice longbow. Yeah, and I ended up uh, th- through a Facebook post met a dude Will that's just cool as fuck. I, I see he and I are probably gonna hang out and be friends, but I ended up buying a uh, custom a longbow that he had custom made for himself, uh, and then he got another custom. <clears throat> so I've been practicing with this bow <clears throat> for a few days and just zinging them. Um, right. you're like confidence and yeah, yeah, but not nothing crazy, but yeah, I was pretty confident. And I said, okay, well tonight we're going out, uh, putting my girlfriend in a stand. I said, and I'm going to, I'm going to give it hell, you know, but I'm not expecting much. And, you know, there's probably very few shots that I'd even take. Like it's, it's gotta be close. It's gotta yeah. just. The way we hunt, though, I feel like we do, like, set up for close-range shots so much. So, it's, like, I feel like it's almost, like, second nature. When you're a trad hunter, I feel like if you hunt our style, it's a lot, you know, we already set up for 10, 20-yard shots or or less. Right. It isn't a tough transition, (laughs) uh, for sure, because it's a game of how close, not how far, right? Yeah. Um, But now, 
uh, I don't want to be up. I want to be low to really have that angle. And, dude, I'm not kidding you. I took I took crossover in. I end up putting the bottom platform not even as high as the tailgate of my truck is. Mm-hmm. I didn't even connect the top of the climber. I just left it folded up and put it at the bottom of my tree. I took my camera arm and just set it on my stand and set my book bag on the fucking ground. Just hopped up in my stand. I put the, the, the pocket arm on the tree, connected my camera, put in just a teeny little hook so I could hang my GoPro on my bell. And I'm like, okay, if deer come up the hill right in front of me, I should have a 10-yard shot on this trail, and I can shoot just over this stuff. So I have pretty much my one shot. Yeah, that I'm I'm planning on taking, and I've been in the tree for maybe ten minutes. All of a sudden, I hear crashing. I look over, and here comes deer, just on a full speed run straight toward me. Yeah, and it's I believe it was three does being chased by a buck. And they're coming up behind me, which I have little to no cover. The only thing I have is, you know, the big giant tree that I'm in, I'm up tight against. But I really have no cover. I have no way of turning around and getting to that side without them seeing me or anything else. So I'm just like, are you for real right now? Um I start the GoPro and I grab my bow and this is one of those situations where, you know, sometimes you, you just, you, you got to move real slow. No, this was a situation where I couldn't move at all. These deer would have seen me. And it's actually funny watching myself in the video of when I decide turn, because when I decided I needed to turn, it was not a slow movement. It was turn, draw back, and if it you got a shot, it's right fucking now. And that's mm-hmm. exactly what happened. I turned, I drew back, I anchored. One of those does was right there, less than 10 yards away, and I let it fly. Um, it hit the ground a couple times right where it was. You know, uh, I watched my arrow just bury through. The deer falls, hits the ground, gets up, hits the ground, is running, and just it keeps losing its legs out from under it and pile driving into the ground. Mm -hmm. Comes around just like five to ten feet from my stand and runs straight down the hill and crashes. Um, I thought it was dead, but a little bit later, uh, it got up and went down again, got up, went down again. And then I haven't even told you this crazy shit. So I saw where that deer went down. I go in this evening. I'm sitting there shining around the light. And I'm like, this deer, it couldn't have gone much further. I'm surprised it got up from where it was right here. And I'm looking, I'm looking, I'm looking. And I'm looking for about 10 minutes. And then I realize that deer is about six, eight feet from me, just laying there. 
in this super thick shit. I'm like, are you for real? So I knock another arrow. <laughs> I shoot this deer right in the chest. And it just comes barreling straight out at me to where I throw my bow. I jump up in the air. It goes between my legs. I land on its back and collapse it to the ground. Oh, my God. What the hell? My girlfriend is right on the other side of the thicket, and she's like, what in the hell is going on? Are you all right? And I was like, yeah, come in here. She walks in, and all she sees is me laying on the ground covered in blood, and it's like, oh, my God, what happened? Yeah. She doesn't even see the deer underneath me. She just sees me laying. I'm just laying on the deer, so I can't run any further. Right. And it just it died right there under me, dude. Good Lord, Just Garrett. What the hell? Fucking insanity. <laughs> Even in my, my buddy in Ohio, you know, I, I told him, I sent him the video of me shooting one walking in and everything. He's like, bro, why do you got to be so fucking dramatic killing these things? Like, right? <laughs> what is it with you that it's always some Dude. wild shit? I'm like, yeah, no I don't shit. know, bro. I've, uh, I've always said normal is boring. Well, and I just feel like nothing in my life happens fucking normal <laughs> now. It's just like, you know, everything, Lord, it's always something, dude. It's always. So I had that one complete textbook hunt on that nice eight to begin the season. I mean, yeah, it was perfect. The, it was textbook. The rest are just shit shows. <laughs> just fucking mildly organized chaos, bro, which is oh, man. where I thrive best. Like, and I mean, the proof is in the, the filled tags. <laughs> Absolutely. You know, dude. man, it has been a freaking blast having you on, dude. Usually uh, we keep them a little bit shorter, but you, you can't stop the kill train. And I, there's no you way I stop could, the kill train. There's no way that I could, uh, I could cut you off from telling these stories, man. It has been a freaking blast hearing them. I'm fired up brother. Cause in the morning I'm hitting the road for Indiana. So I am oh, going to, all right, all right. I am going to cut you short and I got to get a little bit more packing done. Um, but dude, I cannot thank you enough, man. Where, where can our listeners, uh, catch some of this content? I know you got your YouTube channel. Um, drop, drop a couple links so people can keep up with you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, on YouTube, the modern assassin, uh, or modern assassins, um, same on Instagram, the underscore modern underscore assassin. Um, same shit on Facebook. Uh, you know, I haven't posted a lot of my, I have so many hunts back catalog that I'm going to start cranking them out. Just, uh, whatever you, whatever hunts we basically don't see come up on addictions, um, will be cranked out my, on my own personal YouTube soon. Um, but good shit, man. Keep the kill train rolling, dude. Absolutely, um, this bro. This is the first time I've, first podcast I've got to tell all these stories. So it was fun to really get into them and yeah, recap man. the whole season at one time. Like, holy shit. Yeah. No, it, it's, I mean, it's been a blast, dude. I, I'm over here cheesing. It's, it's been a pleasure listening to it. Hopefully, if you guys are out there still hanging in, uh, you guys enjoyed this one. I really did. There was there were some great tips in there too. So hold on to all that, guys. But Garrett, we will definitely have you back on, dude. I'm looking forward to catching up again. But uh thank you for joining us. Thank you for your time. 
and uh, we'll catch you catch you all next week. Oh yeah, man. Appreciate it. We got to hunt together. And all I can say is, uh, you know, positive mindset and no, no quit. Absolutely, dude. I love it. All right, guys, we'll holler at you all next week. See ya. Thanks again for tuning in this week, guys. Really appreciate all of you. Hope you all enjoyed this episode. I really did. I know it was a little bit longer than normal, but we want to give a huge thanks to our sponsors, Lone Wolf Custom Gear, Timberwolf Supply Company. We're going to end today's segment with a quote from Garrett himself. I really like that here at the end. Garrett says, no, no quit. I absolutely love that, uh, and it is absolutely the truth. If you guys are still out there grinding, trying to fill those tags, no, no quit and keep on them and uh, stay safe. We hope you're having a great season. Tag us with some of your success. We'll be happy to share it on our page here on Instagram or Facebook. And we will look forward to catching up with you all next week. Take care.